World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello and welcome. This show is called Creepypasta. You know that uh, because of the intro, which you probably skipped uh, because you listen to the show all the time on purpose. Uh, it's kind of crazy that that like you would even wonder what the show is that I have to say it at the beginning. Like, can I just say, hi, th- this week is about... Th- nope, you already know. Hi, here's a summary of this week's story, which I'm not even going to say the name of. But no, I can't. Podcasts need this intro. Even if you've been doing them for, like, a year and a half, like I've been doing this one. Um, oh. Even if you've been doing them for ten years. Oh, oh, one of one of my things that I don't... That I wish I didn't have to do... Uh, is I like as I said in the last podcast, I have the alphabet flight where we talk about each of the characters alphabetically. But like, you you already know what the character is going to be when you download it and click play on it. I don't know why. <laughs> sometimes I try to build up the mystery. I'm just like, no, oh, you already know what it is. But you know, you know, it turns out there's artifice and everything. The world's yeah, a lie. Cool Games Inc. sort of has that problem because they don't discover the name of the episode until the end of the episode when they name the fake game that they uh, make. So, but you already go in knowing, uh, so it sort of ruins the surprise of that one final joke. Um, that's worth it. Uh, yeah, that's a good show to go listen to. Audience, go listen to that one. Cool Games Inc. from Polygon.com. Yeah. Uh, but that's not this show. This show is about spooky things, and this week we've got one that's, well, w- one in three, it's three, three in one, we'll call it, that's especially spooky, um, called Local 58, Part 1, Weather Service, uh, Part 2, Contingency, and part three, you are the fastest. Of, you are on the fastest available route. Now, uh, part one, two, and three were not uh, actually appended to the titles, and they are each standalone videos. Um, they're tied together in the Brood Hollow and Candle Cove universe, though. Uh, Local Fifty Eight, if you'll recall, is the channel that Candle Cove airs on in the original story. Um, and you'll notice in one of these videos, the station tag says that it airs in. Um, Iker Falls, two other towns, uh, and the um, the larger Mason County area, um, sort of implying like maybe a Midwest or like a Western Pennsylvania or Ohio sort of um, area where maybe there's mines and masons and such. <laughs> um, Anyway, I have guests on this show. You already heard one. That was Jesse, but he got introduced first last week. So instead, we're going to introduce first um, cartoonist and animator Heidi Samuels. What? I, oh, I was sorry. introducing you. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Um, hi, it's me, Heidi. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and then also on the show, uh, podcast, uh, extremely prolific podcaster, uh, and uh, the CurioCast podcast podcast. Compendium is 
Emporium. Emporium. Uh, there's a lot of liquid use in there. Uh, please welcome back to the show once again, Jesse Cooper. Hey, what's up? I'm sorry for the extremely long name, but that's what I like. I like long names that aren't wieldy. <laughs> hey, it's easy to Google them. Yeah. Also, also, if you look at our um, our logo thing for it that I have, it looks like an old timey uh, elixir bottle, which that belongs on with like the snake oils thing. Cute. You know? Yeah, it's real cute. Yeah, you know, like like you'd find at a curio shop, for example. Yeah, that's why I have curio in there. Yeah. Anyway, this uh, this story, uh, local fifty eight. Uh, hard to summarize, but uh, Jesse, why don't you uh, take a crack oh, at starting us off? Um, before we start, should we say these are made by Chris Straub? Or yes, past guest uh, Chris Straub, who's sort of the inspiration for the whole show because one, uh, I think our first episode, yeah, our first episode is about Candle Cove. Um, he was on a pair of episodes. Then we covered the Candle Cove TV show adaptation um, and interviewed the showrunner for that. So yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of Chris on the show uh, because he's uh, a prominent horror writer that works in this sort of, like, it-could-be-real type of space um, that not a lot of, a lot of writers uh, write in and are good. Uh, like, there's some very prolific no-sleep writers, but ultimately they're still writing on no-sleep, and there are very few stories I've read there where I've been like, mm, this is a profound work of art that has changed my life. <laughs> uh, usually the best they get is like, oh, that was pretty good, I'm gonna throw it away now. Uh, not that that's, like, a total insult, like, I've read, I picked up comics every week for seven years, and probably half of them were just like, well, that filled uh, five to 15 minutes, depending on the density of the dialogue, and it was good, and I, I enjoyed it, and I will never, ever read it again, because it wasn't anything special. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Chris is pretty outstanding. Um so yeah. let's start. Spoiler, he did a really, really good job. <laughs> He's already married. Um, also, he lives very far away. Um, <laughs> Jesse, tell us about weather service first. Let's we'll go in chronological order with these. Okay, well, uh, weather service, it's basically a, like, well, it's like the weather alert thing that comes up, like, with, uh, like, tornadoes and stuff like that. Yeah, and it has that emergency tone, the, like, yeah, and it's, and it's, yeah, like, it has a eh thing, and it's just a weather, weather warning for your area, and it's going, it goes on about, like, don't look out the wind, don't look into the sky, all that stuff, and at some point, let me, sorry, let me get the, uh, yeah, it says, this warning is effective immediately, and will continue until morning. Um, due to brightness, citizens are advised not to observe this event directly with the naked eye. Alright, uh, <laughs> and then, and then, and then it goes, uh, civil danger alert, and they, the screen goes red. Sorry, there's a lot of text involved with this that matters, and I have to kind of search, script through the video. Okay, yeah. for your safety, remain indoors, and do not look at the night sky. For more information, more information to follow. Um, then it's like the meteorological, meteorological, the meteorological, me- <laughs> meteorological? Meteorolo- the weather person. I don't know. The weather, the weather, the weather, the weather society. <laughs> the, the weather event is uh, safe to view. Warning has been lifted. And then it says go outside now, which it's reversing. 
what it was saying before. Yeah. It says, um, if you can read this, do not look at the moon. Avoid mirrors. No, uh, that, that do not look at the moon part starts off, uh, like half of the screen is like shadowed, and you can only see that it says look at the moon, and then oh, a second yeah. later yep. it gets bolded <laughs> and says do not look at the moon. Uh, I just wanted to highlight that as a, a particularly effective Oh, moment. yeah. Yeah, and then the screen goes dark, and it's kind of in the background. It's like, it's in the light. Um, the moon came in. He found me through the mirror. The white-like eyes, I drown in him. Yeah, uh, it starts to get really sort of, like, um, sensual, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, and then, like, if you are afraid, we will look together. Then it, like, kind of statics out, and you can see the moon in, like, a very low-res, like, low-resolution camera. It that says camera B, uh, and then it kind of goes out, and then, and then it just, like, then it kind of ends on the moon. Yeah. Yeah, and then you and get the little credit, uh, credit for where the audio and glitch footage came from. Which, I wish I was better at describing that, <laughs> but very, actually very spooky. I would say it's almost the spookiest. Yeah. Out of all of them? Yeah. Uh, oh, we're going to have disagreeing opinions, because uh, I, I, I liked uh, it a lot, but I we'll talk about which one I, I <laughs> fucked me up the most. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> okay. let's go straight through to contingency, uh, and then we'll go back and discuss each of them. I just want to get them uh, sort of quickly described. Um, contingency has a lot of words in it, so um, yes, maybe just break it down to like a quick uh, description. Okay, so this uh, this is basically at like uh, in the older days, whenever uh, there wasn't twenty four hour television and infomercials, they used to do like end of the day broadcast thing. It would basically just be like the American flag and stuff. Uh, and this is that this is what it was replicating. Uh, and then it's and then it uh, at some point it like does the bar thing and it does contingency message drill to be used only in the event of its states. Cre- complete surrender to insurmountable uh, enemy forces. Yeah, uh, and there's a logo for the um, U.S. Department for the Preservation of American Dignity, um, which... And it has a a very, like, kind of weird logo. Like, it's a feather, a sword, American flag, the scales of justice, and a male and female line. Yeah, over, like, a sort of globe with, like, lines, the, the latitude and longitude lines. It's it's very ominous. It looks like a like a shadow organization's. Uh, yeah, logo. yeah. For me, before I uh, really looked at it, I was just like, nah, it's like the FBI warning logo," and didn't really pay attention. But it kept showing up, so I paused and double checked to like really look. Uh, this of of the three videos, um, this is the one with the most stuff that you're going to want to slow down or freeze frame to like read everything. Yeah, I had to watch it several times to get the full effect yeah. of everything I was saying. But uh, then then like this was then it was like American citizens and it has like a scrolling thing, but it says uh, uh kinescope broadcast date here month day year. So, like, clearly this was something that was aired. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be like, oh, America's been invaded, here's the message that we're putting, uh, put, like, the date and stuff, um, and then it's sort of like saying, uh, we're not yielding, even in defeat we'll win, and it's signed by President Lyndon B. Johnson. (laughs) Yeah, so you kind of get a, like, time period there, and, like, it's like, if they, like, although, like, though they occupy our borders, our streets, and our homes, the, uh, the enemy will never occupy our spirit, and then and then, uh, wait. 
fine. Sorry, there's so many words. I'm trying to... Um, oh, I just realized we should probably put a content warning on this because it talks about, like, violence. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Suicide? Uh, I'll put that into the... Oh, yeah, yeah, before you watch this one especially, um... Uh, I'll put, I'll put that in the description too, but yeah, this one, uh, is, uh, at first just hinting at, and then a, uh, explicit description of, uh, committing murder-suicide, uh, on your family and self. Um, yeah, that's, uh, sort of the summary of the thing, is it's like a long message that slowly reveals that it's supposed to be aired to say, like, America's been invaded, um, and instead of giving in, you should all kill yourselves, and if you don't, the police will come and make sure that you're dead. Um, yeah, it's, uh, act immediately, uh, honor liberty by taking the final and greatest liberty of all. It's a privilege to be, uh, called to action. Yep. Uh, you take America with Pets you. and children, the smallest patriots, um, telling you to like take care of them first um and then there's a freeze frame i really like that says the oh, 51st oh, state is not a place <laughs> yeah oh, God. Oh. that's, that's yeah, this, oh, this one, there's also the another freeze frame that's like real just real fucked up uh if there uh, they, if there's time victory position remember the three f's front line face up free uh Put together, feet together, and it's just yeah, kind of it's very cold a person, war, like, uh, duck and cover sort of thing. Um, duck and cover, yeah, yeah. Oh man, this gets <laughs> creepier looking at the freeze frames than it does like watching the video. Man, okay. I just watched it one time through because I was like, I don't really want to yeah. like linger on these pictures very much. Like, there's nothing upsetting to think about. It's one just like, because, oh, that's spooky. Uh, this was definitely a prevailing attitude in the Cold War. Everyone knows the phrase better uh, dead than red even today. Um, and also, uh, in World War II, this was something that happened in a lot of places, uh, especially in Japan, um, where um, because the Russian soldiers had such a um, bad reputation for treating uh, the places they conquered, um, I'm not here to make any statements about whether or not they uh, were actually, like, uh, pillaging or whatever, but the fear of that was so strong that there were uh, Japanese towns where um, they killed themselves before they could be killed by the enemy, um, and that was that like a real thing, like a government policy, yeah, much like this video thing, which I think adds to the horror of the video, um, like because it's so plausible that this would be the type of thing well, that the government would have prepared to broadcast. Yeah, like I think the thing that's like legit upsetting me right now, like I'm not joking, it's upsetting. It's like regarding your children, tend to them before yourself, use a yeah. calm tone of voice. Everyone can do their part. And it's just a picture oh, of a man. teddy bear, and it's so, god, like, I did not freeze frame this. Yeah, every time through. I saw something flash, I make sure to go back <laughs> and read this what it said. Um... And that's where I got the, right after the teddy bear one, you get uh, the freeze frame of, like, the outline of the kid, and it says, infants and pets, the smallest patriots. Uh, and then you get the 51st state is not a place of mind. Um, and then the uh, retraction that says it was a hoax, um, with the faint overlay in the background that says, if you accidentally air it early, uh, here's the message to say that it was a hoax. <laughs> Oh. Oh, and the first yeah, there it is. All fucked up too yeah. during the. Yeah, thing. it's like it's, kind uh, of it's got the whole feel is as if someone recorded this uh, on like a VHS tape that then got left in a wet basement for thirty years. Yeah. 
Oh, God. I hope I don't have nightmares about this because like, yeah, it would yeah, it's um, like, this um, I think is the most psychologically upsetting of the three. Though the experience of watching it is um not particularly dreadful for me. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, then we'll go just very quickly. The last one you were on the fastest available route. Uh, has. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching and expecting a jump scare, but there isn't really. Yeah. I hated it. I hated it so much. I, I had to, like, scrub through the video and, like, stop and make sure oh, there wasn't, like, a spooky face or, like, the Babadook sure or some Babadook shit, like, there. about to jump at um, me. <laughs> it's at, like, 247. No! Um, oh, God. Yeah, let's go through it real quick, wait, uh, wait. just to say. It, yeah, it's basically, uh, you're just, like, kind of watching, like, stock, like, a page of, like, a car driving. And like, and then it just that uh, all you really hear is just the stock like female robotic voice of a GPS, and it's just like kind of keep on going and going. And at some point, uh, he's he's like, I'm, I'm why not? Why am I defaulting to he? Uh, the person driving is like kind of going to like more remote places down a like a dirt road and everything, and just getting faster and faster. And the the uh, the GPS is rerouting the entire time, like rerouting fastest routes, blah blah. And then the and twist on comes. Rerouting, and uh, well, first yeah, the GPS says uh, in three hundred feet, turn off your headlights. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, which is <laughs> an incredibly yeah, scary turn, uh, and then it says like you have arrived at your destination, uh, and then the car starts driving again, and uh, it says uh, make a U. It keeps saying make a U turn. Your destination is in two hundred feet. Your destination is in one hundred fifty feet, uh, as if their destination, of course, is chasing them, and then the crash. Wait, wait. What if, what if, uh, uh, what if one of those um, buildings, building transformers, was chasing them, and the GPS was just like, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to clarify that. Okay, for me. okay. You know how there's giant mm, transformers no, that sometimes turns into like building like stuff. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. <laughs> Please tell well, me whatever. about this transformers lore where well, they turn into buildings. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm just no, thinking of a Unicron truck. as a <laughs> just just a general. You know how Unicron's destination never is also in between. a planet. <laughs> like, well, okay, That's okay. What if they are a flying truck who took the remains? We have of flying a trucks. Those are called airplanes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I was I was talking I was talking about the I think the third Transformer movie where he took took the the old jet he ripped the jet body and then put it on and then Jesse you didn't Prime have was to watch that movie the, you know the that right or whatever it was called <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to creepy pasta. You know what's the creepiest pasta of all? A billion dollar franchise is vastly underestimating how much the four of those movies have made so far. I feel like one of them has made a billion dollars on its own. Yeah, and you know why? Those yeah, Chinese people like them a lot. Actually, no. The it's big China. dumb, it's a big China, yeah, big dumb action movies markets. like that where you don't That's have to know what the characters about. are saying uh, do really well overseas um, because that like similarly to how action anime does really well in America because it doesn't really matter what they're saying you just want to see cool explosions. Um, <laughs> yeah, that translates really well. Um, 
One thing I find interesting is uh, some of the Marvel movies have extra scenes cut in with Chinese celebrities in them that aren't in the American or other market releases. They're only in for China, like an extra two minutes where a cameo of like a famous Chinese newscaster is talking about uh, how Iron Man is exploding a bunch of robots. <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, like if if okay, let's say like the next Avenger movie makes like a billion dollars in the U.S. like. It's gonna yeah, the only reason we got a Pacific Rim sequel and, is because uh, it did really well uh, overseas. It's China. Um, yeah. Which, thank you. Yeah, so thank you, I'm, please. More I want to see so excited to see John Boyega pilot a Jaeger. Uh, and I'm so glad that Charlie Hunnam is not in it. Uh, it makes oh, me man, so happy that Charlie Hunnam does not have to be like, yes, I'm American in this movie. Like, uh, just you could have just been one of the Australian ones. <laughs> there were like five Australian ones. He's Australian, right? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, yes. No, well, okay, okay, here, okay, here is my big problem. Sure, tell me, Grandpa. movies nowadays. Oh, boy, here comes a hot take. Shut up. Okay, (laughs) it's whenever, okay, we live in a fairly, we live in a fairly globalized community, right? No, I agree. Yeah, there's, globalization has succeeded. Um, No, you said, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, so, (laughs) okay. No, I'm sorry, you said globalized, and I was like, that's, that's a funny word. Okay, so... (laughs) So let's okay. Let's say there is a person with a British accent. It could happen. Who's in America? It, would you? Uh, who's like a like? A, it could happen. Or like, or like with uh, or with like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He does not have to be an American. He never. You could just be like, a guy. He with never a tries to hide his accent, accent in movies. But they're still always like, this is Danny Johnson. He's no. from America. <laughs> like. Like, like that's my, that's one of my big problems. Like now, like for real. Like now, you can just say, "Hey, this is a guy who yeah. happens to be British that also works for Why the FBI." Why did Benedict Cumberbatch have to like, do that to hide terrible their voice he did in Doctor Strange? He's an incredible actor, and he's trying to act through his very bad accent, okay. and it made that movie nearly unwatchable. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay, well, okay, but that's the thing. You could have just made Doctor Strange yeah. a person English. Like, oh, England. I moved to Greenwich Village because I came to, to New York for medical school, and then I it's stayed not- there, and I've been there for 15 years. Okay, cool. Now he's a New Yorker. <laughs> yeah. No, like, literally, like, literally, literally, all you need to do to, like, chain, to do that is, like, one throwaway line. So it's like, hey... I thought you were supposed to be, like, I thought you were supposed to be the big bad you FBI guy. It's like, yeah, I moved here when I was uh, 20 and I <laughs> yep. got along in the agency nope. or something. We don't do that. Like, <laughs> like, it's so, it's such a, what, it's such a simple, it's such a simple little one-line thing that they can fix. And it, it oh, whatever. But that's yeah. not about it. Uh, let's get back to the video. Um, the car crashes and the lights turn off and then the lights turn back on and there's a very brief flash of um, a sort of, I guess the category of monster would be like a Slenderman. Um, it's it's oh, it good. looks almost exactly <laughs> like the Blair Witch from the recent uh, reboot slash sequel uh, entitled simply Blair Witch. Uh, it's sort of like a stretchy arms and legs uh, skinny monster um, just in like one frame of bright light uh, that shows up and presumably chases the uh, first person lead character. 
Oh, okay. see, I couldn't even watch that far because, like, I I scrubbed through it and I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, there's gonna be a spooky thing," and then like there definitely was, yeah. and I couldn't there's watch no it in motion because like that is a spooky thing that you have to go searching for. Uh, which I the part of the tension for this video for me is that the whole thing seems like uh, it's going to have a jump scare where something jumps out or the car crashes uh, very suddenly or something, but it all kind of goes normally, uh, and then at the end, the very slow GPS voice uh, says, "You have arrived," and it ends. Yes, yes. Um, I might have been a little spooked out by the yep. end of it, because I was expecting a big jump scare, so I probably wouldn't have paid as much attention. <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, same, have. I paid, uh, attention to it because I trust, uh, Chris Straub not to resort to jump scares, um, but also, the whole thing definitely seems like there's gonna be a jump scare. If I'm watching something where there's a scene in a car, and there's a shot, a profile shot of the person driving, I'm like, oh, this car's gonna crash. Even if it's like a sit Come. I'm like we're the co- like we're gonna see a car come out of the corner of the frame and crash into the driver's side, and it's gonna be horrible. And that like almost never happens. But like people need to know when they're making these things, and I'm sure Chris uh, Chris knew what he was doing when he made this like this. Uh, that part of the horror is expecting expecting something that ends up not happening. Yeah, because I was expecting something real spooky, and honestly. I could probably kick that boss in his butt. <laughs> like, you know, oh, he has no, a tiny little waist. Ghosts. I could snap it in half. No! no. <laughs> I could probably... Like, I'm, Lisa at TV or just, like, Slenderman or any of that shit, ones. I'm like, oh god, get it away, please. I'm, I'm, I don't want to look at it. Mm, or, like, the... Okay, well, I'm just I'm just a big, strong boy that can beat up ghosts. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, a level, also, I'm like a level um, 10 punk in D&D. I can punch ghosts. Often, like, skinny. They're, a lot of the times, they're, like, skinny Wendigos are monsters, the worst. Sometimes they're big, beefy ones. Like, the one from X-Men is a big, beefy one. Yeah, I don't I don't like big, beefy Wendigos. Like, they're... It's better when their, like, skin is, like, almost falling off, and, like, they're just, Yeah, like, I like them to be real skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to... I want to I wanna, I wanna see... I want to see a Skellington when I see no. a Wendigo. Uh, no. Yeah, it's... Um, I wonder if there is an actual better category name for the sort of uh, long, skinny monster. I'm going to Google long, skinny monster and see. Um, oh, is your safe search off? Because I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, there's a song by Frankie Cosmos called Long Thin Monster. Mm, I don't think that's what I'm looking for. Uh... Anyway, yeah, there's a brief frame of a long skinny monster, which um, is almost overindulgent in this video. It's like the only spooky, uh, actually spooky out of context image in all three of the videos, I think. Um, now that we're done summarizing and talking about Transformers, uh, <laughs> Heidi, how did these videos strike you and had you seen them before? I had, okay, so I had seen Internet Story last week's episode before, like, when I was, like, in middle school or some shit like that. But I had never watched these because I knew they were going to creep <laughs> me out. And I only watched them because I was going to be on the show and I thought, okay, well, they're a video and also I've been meaning to watch them. So I know Chris Straub does good stuff and I hated it. I hated all of it. It was really good yeah, and I hated it. stressful to watch. Jesse, how'd they strike you and had you seen them before? 
Um, I have never seen them before, and they are all very spooky in their own way. Uh, um, I had not thought to cover them like, until someone suggested them, but I had seen them. It just hadn't occurred to me, like, oh yeah, that's something we could talk about on this show, but then someone on the Facebook group uh, suggested it. You know what? I could probably credit that person. I didn't do it last week, either. I'm gonna go into my document and do that. Jesse, I'm sorry I interrupted you. What were you gonna say? Oh, they're all spooky in uh, three different ways, basically, which I feel is a very, yeah. very good a th- good thing to do if you have a series of three scary movies. I mean, uh, videos. For e- yeah, uh, for each of them to be different. Yeah. yeah like, uh, Weather Service felt very, um, what's the, what's the, like, myth. Night Vale. Mystical. No, mystically scary. Oh. Honestly, like, though, like, the- at first I thought it was going to turn into a Tim and Eric sketch because of, like, the, like, <laughs> the, like, sort of setup of it being, like, this, like, shitty cable channel. And then I was like, oh, yeah. oh, no, this is actually terrifying. Never mind. It's not, like, some goofy guy making double chins. <laughs> well, um, well, like, the whole, like, the whole, like, towards the end when it's just, like, uh... Don't look into the sky. Don't look out the windows. Look to the ground. Every, everything like it. It just seemed like, I don't know, like that was real spooky to me. And the whole, um, the whole, like, I drown in him. Let's look together stuff. Just, just, I don't know. Like, it wasn't like, like nightmare inducing, but like, it was still very spooky and it would be a really good start of like a horror movie. Yeah. Overall, for me, what, uh, is effective about this, um, similarly to what's effective about Candle Cove, um, is the idea that there's an authority figure who has become corrupted or haunted or is trying to hurt you. Um, and like, cause we look at TV and we don't think, uh, like, oh, well, TV, that if I watch TV late at night, it's gonna tell me to murder my family. Uh, but that's what happens in one of these videos. And, like, we don't think, like, oh, there's, like, TV is gonna help me, but then you're getting two conflicting messages about what to do in this horrible moon weather event. Um, it's, it's just very, uh, it sort of unsettles your whole idea of reality in a way that I found really interesting. Yeah, well, like, the, the contingency, which is now the spookiest to me, <laughs> because I freeze-framed it, that seemed so real mm-hmm. in yeah. a way. Like, it seemed like it's very, very, like, as you said, like, there was, like, times where people would just kill their family than themselves. Yeah. Because like, whatever at, was- In a war situation, yeah. Yeah, and, and, like, that is just real scary. And, like, and it being, and it being set in, like, Lyndon B. Johnson, like, around yeah, that very time- specifically, like, the end of the 60s when, when love died- <laughs> Yeah, and, like, it was just a bunch of, and, like, you know, we're still in the Cold War and everything, and, you know, the threat of nuclear annihilation and and stuff was still a very strong idea at that point. And, like, that, and, like, just the whole, like, just the whole, like, you know, just calmly tell your kid, like, tell your kid to look at the flowers before you shoot them or whatever. (sighs) Yeah, that's scary. Like, that was definitely more, like existentially terrifying to me, but I just don't like spooky long ghosts, and I hated watching the last one the most. Yeah, that one, uh, as far as ones that I would not rewatch uh, willingly, the the Drive one is just so stressful. Like, I can't watch movies of, like, horror movies with driving like that, because it's just like, mm, something's gonna jump out. This is, like, the perfect setup for a jump scare. And even though yeah. I know the jump scare doesn't come, like, all of the horrors from 
that stress. Uh, oh, I just wanted oh, to speaking- credit this. This was recommended uh, to us by uh, Matt Suing um, on Facebook. Thank you. And last week's story, Internet Story, was recommended to us by Nicholas Vigil on Twitter. Thank you. Oh, but Yay. speaking <laughs> speaking of stressful things, uh, the movie Creep. It's all shot and found footage. Thing. Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, example. Like, I think there's maybe one sort of fake out jump scare in that movie. Yeah, but like most of it is very subtle and creepy, and you don't really understand what is happening until the very end. Yeah, until like the movie, like it's like I don't want to get into spoilers, obviously, but yeah, it it sort of like lulls you into this sense of comfort that you're not sure if it's a false sense of comfort or not for most of the <laughs> film. Um, and yeah, that's a good comparison for uh, you are on the fastest uh, route or route, depending on regional pronunciation. Um, and if you're and if you're Australian, when you said route or route, you laughed a little bit, because that means doinkin' there. I don't think that's a did, word did, that people did, did use for what you're know. referring to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so this, um, it's hard to pick, I guess we can do, uh, spookiest, like, part, aspect of each of the videos, because, although, mm, let's just go, uh, Heidi, which of the three videos was the spookiest for you? I think I know your answer. Okay, well, we already, yeah, we already know which one. It was, you were on the fastest available route, um, because I'm really scared of darkness and spooky monsters and driving, even though the other ones made more sense as, like, actual things I should maybe be scared <laughs> of. Like, this one, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> just, like, I, like, I'm so scared of driving at night and, like, seeing, like, a spooky face or something like that. And this just tapped right into that for me, like, that anxiety. Like, I couldn't watch the video. Like, I tried my best. I had to scrub through it. And I missed the monster, so good job, me. Yeah. And, um... (laughs) Oh, yeah, you wouldn't even see the monster if you were just, uh, watching it. Um... Like, you have to go back and, like, when you see the flash of light, you have to be like, oh, there's probably something in there, and go back and look. Uh, that's how subtle that is. Yeah, um, so, like, I, like, I don't want to sound like I hated it, because, like, I hated it, but, like, it was really good, so... <laughs> yeah, you hated yeah. it for being so effective. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's kind of like how I hated the Duke for making me be scared of shadows and children for a while. Uh, oh, well, yeah. the Babadook I, is gay uh, now, so it's oh, well, not scary see, I'm anymore. Okay with, yeah. I'm okay with the Babadook now because he's my pride icon. Yeah, the Babadook you oh, don't no. have to be scared of anymore. No, I still don't <laughs> yeah. like looking at the Babadook. <laughs> the- <laughs> I, I love that that's a thing now. I love it. it it's was, so great. I like that it all goes back to a Netflix glitch. That's my favorite type of meme. When someone <laughs> yeah, just no, it's, it's, is like, Netflix good. glitch, and we're gonna follow this thing the end of the earth. My favorite one of those is African American Fight the System movies, and it's Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> wow, that's really good. That's not a glitch at all. That's just uh, accurate. 
Um, I don't know if that was a Photoshop or a real thing, but I, I hope to God it was real. Cause <laughs> there are something like 9,000 of those specific categories, because they're just sort of procedurally generated from different... You'll get, like, for a bunch of different actors, like, this category of movie starring actor, or, like, this uh, category of person in this genre of movie, like that uh, that one. Um, so there's so many of those that, yeah, that one is probably real and was just a weird sorting. Um, oh, Jesse, Jesse, which is the scariest uh, of these three for you? I would say Contingency. Mm. Uh, I was originally going to say Weather Service, but, but Contingency, like, the more you look into it, the more horrifying it becomes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, that one it, has the most to absorb, I think, because there's so many little weird things in it. Um, I think that my favorite one is Weather Service. I went on like a Twitter rant when I rewatched them yesterday about how Weather Service sort of taps into that same type of horror that Welcome to Night Vale derives its comedy from, except doesn't derive comedy from it. It's just like, oh no, it's scary that the moon is coming into your house and someone is like getting into the mirrors or whatever. Like it's it's not it's yeah, it doesn't wink at. Yeah, Exactly. There's no winking. There's no joking. It's taking something that has become a somewhat familiar uh, horror trope uh, to the point where we mostly use it in other genres um, and is using it for straight up horror, which uh, I sort of like that um, that reconstruction attitude of like, well, this thing has been played out so much that now we can just do it sincerely uh, and it'll be good again. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do, I think I have to agree with Heidi that the scariest of the three is the driving one. You are on the fastest available, uh, route because it's just so stressful to watch. Oh, well, like, I think, okay, it is very stressful to watch. Maybe I should save that one because I could barely watch that one and I was able to watch the other ones. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just hard. <laughs> the other ones you have yeah. to search for the horror. <laughs> this one, it's like starting out with driving at night in the rain and there's a robot voice and you're going on a long drive through the woods. Like, the concept already is scary aesthetically without having to read any words. Um, it's I I am I am a bit a bit desensitized by the driving through the woods or the countryside in the middle of the night because I had to do that all the time uh, because I lived in the middle of the country. Uh, no, don't do it. Move to a city and take the subway. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I don't have to. I can take buses, and I just have to worry about getting shot instead. Uh, here's what's interesting to me. I opened up the TV Tropes page for this so that I could just have, like, a summary, but then I ended up scrolling through the videos anyway, because they're only three minutes long. Um, and they posit that the videos seem to be set during different stages of an alien invasion. Um, that the Ooh. weather warning is the uh, initial landing, and then the contingency plan is once they've taken over, and you're on the fastest available route, is just like a contact with the alien. Okay, I can cool. see that being. A I mean, thing. I don't know if I, I like subscribe to it, but I think it's that's a cool way to think about it, at least. Yeah, you know? let's say I, I definitely think a. Um, uh, viable interpretation of the text, if not necessarily the uh, quote-unquote correct one. 
Yeah. Well, like, I, I, I also like the idea of multiple horrific things happening at the same time, but that different types of horrific things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, gonna say, I, I mean, like them as, like, kind of unconnected, just weird shit that's happening in the same universe, yeah. like... Or it, that same, it's connected in the same universe, loosely connected in the same universe, but also about in the same area. Like that just makes it even more interesting. Yeah, the fact it's kind of like how it's kind of like all Gravity Falls had the whole like its whole thing was it had so many different like kind of scary things happening in just like this one town. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of um, that seems to be something uh, Straub really likes is setting up um, this shared universe that. He he's done, where Local 58 is also the channel that um, the people remember Candle Cove airing on, um, and the um, the neighboring towns of Iker Falls and Brood Hollow are where uh, his comic Brood Hollow takes place. Um, it's, it's very interesting. There's also... Um, he released a short story collection a while ago that I have, and I've read a couple times. It's very, very good, called Iker Falls, A Visitor's Guide, that you can go buy on Amazon for, like, $10 or something. Highly recommend it. Um, and there's a story in there where there's a ghost that appears um, every time, like, a... Um, like, every time a door is closing, like, just before it finishes closing, uh, no! oh, you just God. see, like, a flash of this little girl ghost. Um, and uh, he's incorporated... <sighs> into Brood Hollow, which was really interesting. Um, that story, that story is very, very, very creepy. Um, I'm not usually frightened by prose, and most of the stories in that book are uh, pretty disturbing. Um, without being like outwardly gruesome either. Can you can you send me a link for that? Because I think I might want to get that. It sounds like it's up my alley. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I think most of the stories are still on line um let me look i I, st- I like having i like just like having books and stuff like collection yeah. and stuff here we are uh oh you can also just buy a pdf uh i will link here um maybe i'll put this on page too yeah uh, we've got the amazon for it and the gumroad pdf for it um, that's a fun little book that I really, really like. Um, I also, uh, Candle Cove and Other Stories seems to be, like, a republished version of it. I don't know if it has the same, uh, same stories in it, but it's cheaper. I don't know. Um, I think it has all the same stories and then some is the thing. Oh, I forgot. Well, this, like, th- um, but this... I don't like I I wasn't super into the whole um creepy pasta scene thing. Yeah. Like I mean I do I, I like I enjoy doing the show but I don't really seek it out. But like I'm considering looking at Chris's stuff cuz like so far like this stuff looks real great. Yeah, Candle Cove is really great and the other shorts he's written are all really good. Um I'm not usually a consumer of horror, but if it's good it's good. So I mean uh, I like good horror. <laughs> I do it for this show, uh, and uh, I guess I just saw It Comes at Night today, uh, which I don't think I'm going to cover on the show, but, uh, oh, man, that's a stressful watch, even though it's not as much of a traditional horror movie as you might expect. Oh, if you, if you want, if you want a, uh, sorry, just the last horror movie I watched that I, that, out of the two months of the year I watch horror movies, uh, there's a movie called The Void. I think it's out on, um... Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I heard about this one. Just on. It is so spooky. It is super spooky. Like, like I won't 
tell you exactly what's going on in it, but it gets into weird cosmic horror mm-hmm. at some point, which which is like, uh, I don't know. It's great. You should watch it. It's great. Yeah, I'll probably give it a shot. Um, let's get into our plugs. Um, Heidi, where can the people find you if you would like them to do so? Okay. Um, I, oh, I should, I forgot this last week, but I am running a charity zine. Um, it's based on retro anime fashion and, uh, applications will be closed by the time that this comes out, but um, <laughs> if you want to pre-order it when those open, that would be really good. It goes to support music education in my home province, and it's gonna look, it's looking like the artist lineup is gonna be really, really good. So, um, I don't know if there's like a big anime watching, much less retro anime watching crossover with the show, but um, uh, hopefully I convinced some of our past uh, guests who are artists to apply. Um, I don't know if they did because unfortunately in this stressful world, it is often very difficult to make time to do the art that you love. Yeah, to, to do, do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so. Anyways, that'll be coming out. You can find it at Retro Anime Fashion or wait, Retro Anime Style on Twitter, and um, you can also find me on Twitter at Heidi underscore Samuels, and I'm on Tumblr at Heidi Samuels You can find the art and animations that I do. Jesse, where can the people find you? Tell them about uh, all seventeen of your podcasts. Okay, so I you, okay, so you can find the uh, links and the everything on. Uh, the, the Facebook group CuroCast Podcast Emporium. Uh, they like you know, that's going to be where all the podcasts go, and hopefully, eventually, there'll be interactions and fun times for all where we post about things that are related to things. Like today, I posted a picture by Katie Cook that hat was Spider Man, but a cat, <laughs> Spider Cat. Uh, so you know, stuff like that. You can get that on <laughs> stuff like that on there. Uh, also, uh, but if you'd like to know the specific shows, I have Turn to Page, which is a Choose Your Own Adventure book podcast, um, that, uh, we just read Choose Your Own Adventure book with a couple of guests and, uh, we adventure and junk. Also, you can find me on, uh, Random Sampling, where me and my lovely podcast cohort, Carrie Nelson, talk about random stuff that pops up on wikis. And last, wait, sorry. Uh, okay, then <laughs> not last. also I have a podcast, <laughs> not last. Then I also have a podcast called Alphabet Flight, where I talk with a guest about uh, Marvel characters uh, alphabetically in the uh, official handbook of the Marvel Universe, and eventually, hopefully by the end of this month, I'll have a uh, podcast called, I believe I can say, which is a Space Jam podcast where we break down Space Jam by topics and mostly just goof on it and say how it's actually kind of a bad movie and has awful morals. Uh, I just want to say, I did find the um, Iker Falls short stories legally online for free, fiction.chainsawsuit.com. The story Curious Little Thing is the one I mentioned. That's also the name of Brood Hollow Volume 1, where the ghost Little Maddie appears. um, She appears in both of these stories and is uh, an upsetting ghost. (laughs) Uh, There's other stories, um, and they're all pretty good. I recommend 
recommend reading them. I'm probably going to go reread that book at some point soon, because I'm unemployed oh. and need to fill my time. Okay, wait, wait, speaking of, speaking of, that we're talking about stuff that legitimately scared me that I read recently. Sorry, um... Oh, you can't okay. remember. Okay, no, 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 I have the book right here. It's an anthology. It's called Lovecraft's Monsters. It's basically uh, a anthology of, uh, with a bunch of, like, really good authors, like Neil Gaiman, Gemma Files, um, Elizabeth Bear. Who wrote this one? Sorry. Was the I monster suggest- racism? <laughs> no, no, the monster <laughs> wasn't racism this time. Uh... You know, you have to go by the crap. Now, usually, the, uh, usually one, Lovecraft, the hero is racism, and the monster is black people. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, um, well uh, it's it's called The Same Deep Waters as You uh, by Brian Hodge, and it's a continuation of um, Shadow Over Innsmouth, where uh, it's set in the modern day, I think 2012, where which which is like about 80, 70, 80 years after Shadow was uh, was uh, that's set. the one where and they took all the fish people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's where uh, you know that's where you get the the Innsmouth look. You know, you worship yeah. Dagon, and you go to the see. Well, uh, basically the U.S. government found out about this small town and took a bunch of the fish people and took them off uh, the shore of Washington uh, State and they were just uh, looking and like observing them. And uh, you follow a person named Carrie, spelled the same as Carrie Nelson, who is who is the best person in the world, and also my co-host of uh, Random Sampling. Uh, and she's a person who can talk to animals, basically, like not talk, but she's like an animal whisperer. And you just go through her journey of, of her dealing with these characters. I mean, creatures, and it's really good. You should read it, and it's spooky. Okay, cool. Thanks for the mission. Uh, check that out, <laughs> listeners. I'm sure you like spooky things because you listen to this show. Uh, and, um, you know what? There's a good finishing line in one of these videos. And, um, I don't remember. Do not look at the moon. Bye.